Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. good reason for any of us to be proud of our accomplishments and to be full of joy over different successes we've known 
After all, many of our greatest moments in life, they don't happen without a lot of hard work and talent and grit and determination. We know this, right? Well, if there's a danger to some of our pride, however, it's perhaps our unintentional forgetfulness about some of the luck we've known or chance that has come our way or different graces that have fallen into our lap because of other people's goodness or because of God. You may not call yourself a self-made man or a self-made woman, and yet we overlook the role with which different influences so regularly shape our lives. Paul refers, that would be the Apostle Paul, he refers to the grace of God that is in him when he often talks about his successes and achievements. So I'm going to read to you today from his letter to some Christians in Greece. That would be 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. And I'm going to begin at the third verse. Now, listen closely to the last few verses where Paul talks about the undeserved grace of God that is in him. For I handed on to you of first importance, writes Paul, what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that Christ appeared to Cephas, or Peter, and then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, and then to all of the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, Christ appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, any of these others, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is in me. Whether then it was I or they, so we all proclaim, and so you have come to believe. Well, that's the Apostle Paul, and I want you to hear now this message I delivered at St. Paul Lutheran last Sunday, November 14th. It concludes in a different manner than most sermons or homilies that you may hear on this podcast. We actually invited everybody in worship that day to process forward to the front of the church with a sign or symbol of gratitude from their life, and then to deposit that gift in a basket at the front of the church. So as the sermon here ends, think of yourself as giving something of your life something substantial, perhaps, of your life over to the purposes of God. Take a listen. Today, I want you to take a few minutes to review your entire life. <laughs> Not just the last several days or the last week, but I want the macro picture of your life to start coming into your head. And you can let your mind wander for the next 10 minutes, tuning in and out of the sermon however you wish. 
but let your mind flow freely between the different chapters of your life. Put everything on the table, as it were, because nobody knows your life better than you do, not even the person you may live with or whom you may deeply love. What I want you to make special note of as your mind meanders through this precious life of yours, I'd like you to make special note of the good luck that has fallen into your lap, of the breaks that you have had in your life, of the good fortune that you have known, of the serendipitous encounters that have been yours, of the chance blessings, if we can call them that, that are part of your experience. Have there been bad episodes and bad luck? Of course there have been. Have you known misfortune in your life? Sure you have. Have you, in fact, found plenty of days when things don't seem to break in your favor? I'm pretty confident that's true as well. I was visiting with a gentleman after church last evening for about 15 or 20 minutes, and he needs surgery that is so complicated and so rare and so expensive, he can't even find a physician or a med center that's willing to undertake it. So yes, there are difficult things in our lives for sure, but as you review your life right now, the entirety of it, all your years so far, on this earth, I want you to think of some of the good luck and some of the unmerited blessings that have come your way. As in, thank you, God, for this blessing, or thank you, God, for that blessing, which I did nothing to secure on my own. It just happened to come to me. You know, a fascinating thing happens when we size up our lives especially our happiest successes in life, or our most notable achievements in life. Something strange happens when we size up our most triumphant victories. I don't care if it's in business, or at work, or at home, or among friends. When we look at our most notable achievements and highest successes, we often forget about luck. We forget about all of those blessings that just come our way. We forget about all of the good fortune that was just dropped into our lap without any asking or any deserving even on our own. Instead, what happens, the natural human tendency is to ascribe our successes and our achievements to our hard work and all to our effort, all to our determination, all to our grit, all to our personal resolve. This is kind of how we just are inclined to think when we look back at some of our successes. It's the strangest thing, but we tend to underestimate the role of luck or chance or undeserved blessing and the way these things play out in our lives. We forget about all of these determinants in our lives over which we have no control whatsoever, but that give significant shape to who we are. 
You didn't choose your parents. And you didn't choose your genes. You didn't choose many of your teachers, for that matter. And you certainly didn't choose the neighborhoods where you spent your childhood and were brought up. I might say you didn't even choose the quality of your mind. Even if we want to attribute our success in work and our achievements on the home front to just pure talent and effort, you've got to ask the question, well, where did your talent come from? Probably a lot of different sources. And where did, you, where did that inclination for hard work, where did that originate from? I guess what I'm trying to say is it would be ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous, to claim moral credit for all of the luck and all of the graces and all of the unmerited blessings that are part and parcel of our lives. There's nothing wrong with some pride in what we do, for goodness sakes, and what we achieve. But let's not overlook the luck and the chance and the graces that come into our lives that make them so beautiful. After college, I spent a year and a half uh, living in Central Africa, and it was really the rural bush. We were days away from civilization. And I spent my time there directing building crews uh, as we were building these very small houses and duplexes for workers at the hospital. Uh, there were nothing complicated at all, uh, but the guy that I got to know best was sort of the project foreman. He was an excellent mason. We had to make our own concrete blocks. He was an electrician. He could put the roof on that, that house like nobody. He could repair the engine on my Toyota truck. Charles Mbarduka was one of the most resourceful guys I've ever met. But the meager salary that he was paid in that local community, in that tribal culture, was probably the high point in his life's earnings. Had he grown up in a wealthier country, I have no doubt he would be much more prosperous today if he's still living. Maybe even spectacularly successful. Being born in a favorable environment, it's an enormous stroke of luck, among many other chances and breaks and graces and luck that we have, and that we sometimes overlook. Now I read to you today from part of this letter of Paul to these Christians in Corinth, which is Greece. And Paul, you have to know, he did not have an easy life. He had more enemies and detractors than you will ever have in your life. He had to work so hard to establish his authority and his worth he had all these nagging problems, some of which we believe were pretty serious, probably serious medical issues. He was often ill-clad. He was cold. He was hungry. He was imprisoned. And as many of you know, he persecuted Christians for a good portion of his early life. So it wasn't until he was converted to this Jesus figure that Paul began to make amends. 
and he tried to correct or rectify what was wrong with his life and make it right. He writes in this little letter that I just read, by the grace of God, I am what I am. I've put my blessings in life to work, he says. I've worked harder than anybody else. But all that effort, all those successes, that was not I, but that was the grace of God in me. You know what that's called? Where Paul says, that's not I, but that's the grace of God in me. That's Paul refusing to claim personal credit for all the goodnesses in his life. He's full of gratitude for all these things he knows he never, never could have achieved without this grace. That's the word he uses, by the way, not luck, not chance, not good fortune, but grace. By the grace of God, I am what I am, and all of my efforts and successes, it was not I, but rather the grace of God that is in me. For Paul, this, this favor of God towards him, this affection, this admiration of God for who he was as a human being, that was all, as far as Paul was concerned, a complete gift. Totally undeserved, a gift. So let's think about in our lives for just a moment the gifts that we have, that you have, and that I have, especially with respect to this example of Paul. I ask you, honestly, is it possible that there is possibly anything better in this life than receiving a precious and lovely gift? Anything better than that? I would say yes, there is, actually. There is the feeling of gratitude for getting that gift that's even lovelier than the gift itself. Gratitude is one of the finest feelings in the human repertoire. It's better than winning the state track meet if you're a high school runner. It's better than watching your nieces or nephews or kids, if you have kids, prosper. The feeling of gratitude is even better than holding your own grandchild. It's better than having the doorbell ring with the surprise gift of flowers coming from somebody. The feeling of gratitude is even better than that orange and red sugar maple tree that only 10 days ago was shining down the street. The gratitude we feel for getting a gift, that's even better than the gift itself. Now, some gifts, as you know, they come with strings attached. They come with a hook in them. We give those kind of gifts all the time. They're not dastardly. They're just part of gift giving. You receive gifts like that all of the time. But a real gift, a real gift comes always with a person attached. It's as if to say, if I give you a gift, I want to be a part of your life. When you get my gift, you're getting a part of me. That's why it's a real gift. That's why it's a precious gift and not a gift with strings attached. Somebody is attached to it. I often wonder, how can you be thankful when there's nobody attached to a gift? It's pretty tough. 
Paul says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Even though I've worked so hard, I've worked harder than everybody else. It's not I, but the grace of God that's in me. And once you come to know this grace of God in your life, that God says to you, actually, I want to be a part of your life. I'm attaching myself to you through this gift. You can name the gift. Breath, musculature, a mind, heat. When God attaches God's self to your life, that is a real gift. And it's God saying, I want to be a part of your life. So a word now about this walk we're going to take. I'm going to invite all of you, kids, everybody, to walk forward in just a moment and put something in these baskets. Usually, you know, we pass a basket. Though many of us do all of our giving electronically or by mail or other things. Usually we pass a basket. When I lived in Africa, we didn't pass a basket because people would, it was a big dirt floor church and They'd bring chickens and they'd bring eggs and they'd bring little bags of grain that they had grown. Well, you can't pass a chicken, so you bring it forward. And in ancient Hebrew times, that's exactly what they did. You can read the book of Exodus. They would, all the people, they'd come to the altar and they'd bring their stuff. So that's what I want to invite you to do uh, at this time. To put something in the baskets that suggests you've got this feeling of gratitude. You know what it means to receive a real gift with a person attached. You can sing as you walk. You can, I suppose, talk as you walk. Uh, most importantly, though, smile as you walk, because this is a, a joy. It really is. Truly thankful people are generous people. And truly generous people, as I like to say, actually happen to be happy people. So come and walk as happy people, grateful and generous as you are. Amen.
So join me, please, in prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. As you approach Thanksgiving weekend and contemplate the many, many blessings you have been given or known in your life, remember to look more to the giver than to the gift when it comes to expressing your joy. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.